Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I would like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing over there? Doing very well. Good. Watching uh, the plants and the weeds explode. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Man, you're always on top of this stuff for uh, you know property maintenance and and it is uh, if you walk out all of a sudden it feels like overnight all of the weeds came weeds came up in the rocks and stuff. So, yes, and they're mocking us. Um, perfect weather conditions for that with some rain and then some warm weather and abs- absolutely. So the spray guys are out there and doing their thing and I know um, we've been out in the yard and pulling some weeds ourselves. And, <laughs> yeah. And have a lot of properties that we um, dispatch people out to work on those type of things. Well, what comes along um, what comes along with that is a lot going on in the real estate world right now. So we're going to break that down and talk about that a little bit today. Before we get to our topic of the day. We always like to start off with our crazy celebrity real estate house. Mm-hmm. And um, this week, we're actually going into, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, we talked about architectural styles on the show. Yep. And one that we didn't see a lot of in the Tri-Cities was the vintage Tudor style. Well, um, from Dirt.com this week, there is a house in Seattle that has iconic roots. And I don't know if you can remember a time here in Tri-Cities, but do you you remember um, the major department store that used to be at the mall before... Bon Marche. uh, Bon Marche. McKay nails it. I grew up here. You grew up here. Well, the Bon Marche, um, the owners, that was actually started in in the Seattle area. Yeah. And so it means good market in French. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And so they um, once they had kind of made it and their house had taken off and um, they were doing well, um, they had a Spokane architect make for them an amazing, amazing house um, in Seattle. And it's right there next to Lake Washington near Bellevue's close by and uh-huh. Redmond. It's Broadmoor is the name of the neighborhood. So very sought after neighborhood in Seattle. Well, um, that house was purchased. Um, it was about 10 years ago by a tech, uh, magnet and he went ahead and totally redid the house. Absolutely remodeled it. I mean, just gorgeous. Um, now it is listed at six point eight five million. He bought it in two thousand thirteen wow. for one point seven five. Um, so you can imagine what the market's done and stuff, and the remodel that he did. But this just place, a bit. Um, six thousand square feet on point two nine of an acre, which for Seattle that's a bigger lot that's over huge. there for sure. Um, but originally built in 1927 by the original owners of the Bon Marche. Wow. So, so kind of interesting to see that come across our radar there. We don't get too many of them that pop up here here in Washington. So. No. Well, the real estate market, McKay, here we go. Here's, here's the topic today that um, 
gets the other agents in the market to call me and tell me that I'm just saying, you know, talking about bad things and my radio <laughs> show's awful. And but, but but no, but here's here's the problem with Sorry. what with what's going on right now. And okay. it's, it's not a problem. I'm just reporting. If you've paid attention to headlines, if you've looked in the money magazines and stuff over the last couple of weeks, and that's why I'm talking about it on the show, there's not a positive headline about real estate market out there. One of the biggest things that's happened is mm -hmm. rate increases yes. so dramatically. So I just pulled a couple, I just pulled a couple of the headlines uh, headlines out that you might have seen. Are, are new home buyers worried about the market and rates? The answer is yes. I don't need that headline to tell me that. Yes, they are. <laughs> home affordability erodes at the fastest annual pace since 2004. Hmm. Headline out there. Rates um, rates a full point um, over one year ago today. Major headline out there. So what we are seeing happening is exactly what we thought was going to happen mm -hmm. but the difference is and the reason why we're seeing all of these headlines and stuff happen now is and there's a number of factors that can go along with this there's there's the fed's actions of raising rates there's the market responding to that there's the war effect yes. that, that's happened but yes the reason why those headlines are like that and we're going to walk through some of that is because this week the average interest rate was at 4.75%. Okay. If you remember only 3 months ago, we're just we just finished up first quarter. Mm -hmm. 3 months ago on this show, we did a prediction show where we talked about where rates were going to be and from all of what the experts were saying and what was out there only 3 months ago was that by the end of 2022, we might see rates at four and a half. Uh-huh. They're already at 4.75. I mean, the rates have just blistering risen. The market has factored in future increases uh, uh -huh. faster than anybody thought they would. Well, what does that mean to somebody? So first of all, it just comes down to basic affordability. So if we just do the very, very basic math, let's say we take... Uh, Average priced home in Tri Cities, uh, four hundred thousand now. Which I mean, gosh, it's just funny to even hear those words come out of the mouth of people. But yeah. average price at four hundred thousand. Let's say somebody was putting down fifty thousand. They had saved and saved. They were getting a loan for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Three months ago, the payment on that loan for three hundred fifty thousand would have been sixteen twenty per month without. Don't call me and tell me my math is wrong. But without <laughs> that's without insurance and taxes. Okay. But the payment would have been $1,620 per month. Now, today, based upon that new rate for the 30-year mortgage, that payment would be $1,825, almost a full $200 a month more wow. than it was three months ago. Now... On top of that, we have been fighting, I mean, buyers at this point. You know, you felt like someone was holding you down. Now they're knocking you in the head with a hammer because, you know, buyers were already experiencing higher priced homes because of our low inventory. Now we're throwing drastic rate increases onto that. Why else is this something we're talking about on the show today? Because new, new construction, because we couldn't find homes for buyers in those price ranges over the last six months. 
one of the things that we've done is a lot of buyers are in new construction contracts waiting for that house to be built. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what happens. If someone doesn't lock their interest rate for a long term during that build process, it goes up. It goes up. And then all of a sudden now, $200 a month increase in their budget. Maybe they don't have it or even worse. Maybe now they're not pre-approvable. They were pre-approvable. They put down the money to start the build on the house. Uh -huh. And now they don't qualify anymore because the rates have gone up. They might have done nothing else in their financial situation, but rates went up. So there's some things that buyers need to look at. They need to look at being locked on that interest rate for the term of that build and new construction. Um, the other thing that we see happen right now when a market like this happens, and I just want to bring this to the forefront so people are considering this, and then we'll go into some of the details of what's happened. It's not all bad. Home affordability is still similar to it was back in 2004 to 2006, and I'm going to go through that index. So there's because wages have increased in price mm -hmm. and along the way from 2006 till now, that goes into play. Plus, interest rates were even higher than before that. So there still is affordability back to those dates. But here's what happens in a market like this. And this is why people will start to raise their eyebrows a little bit and get concerned. When rates are going down lenders are refinancing. So as a sector of a business sector, if a lender originally someone was at a 7% rate or a 6% rate, rates go down to five, then that lender can refinance people to the lower rate. So the yes. lenders have business. They do maybe, maybe some lender does four loans a month. Um, but two of those he's been able to do the last, you know, eight years um, as refinances because rates were going down. Well, guess what happens when rates go up and start to move the other direction? Huh. Nobody's refinancing for a higher rate. No. <laughs> so all of that business goes away. Title companies aren't, aren't running policies and stuff through for refinances. So now that lender that was doing four a month, maybe he's only doing two a month. Mm -hmm. So then their business only comes from purchases new purchases that buyers are making. That's where that bulk of business comes from. So as you can see in a sector like that, where rates are raising, it's perfectly, um, you can draw the conclusion that it's perfectly acceptable that some of those lenders will be making half as much money as they were before. Uh -huh. Well, all of the sudden they're like, man, I should probably go talk to realtors again that have people buying houses and doing purchases. And so we start to see banks and roll out programs targeted to those purchases, more aggressive programs. Now, I'm not saying they're better. Now, do not take that this way. Not that they're better or not, but they're trying to figure out where's that business going to come from? Mm -hmm. How are we going to garner that business? Also, buyers are very sensitive to the higher home prices. And so now with rates going back up, they're going to look how could I actually get a lower rate? Yeah. Well, what starts to happen in that situation, and mark my words, you will hear it. You probably haven't heard it in years, but you're going to hear it again, and you're going to start to see things pop up, and that is the good old-fashioned arm, and that is the adjustable, adjustable rate, rate mortgage. mortgage. 
So what's going to happen now is buyers are lenders are going to roll out programs and there's going to be stuff that comes out that says, hey, you can get a, let's say, 3% rate for the first five years of the loan. And then at year five, it's going to adjust to whatever the market rate is then. Well, you know, people are sometimes, you know, it's very tempting to jump into something like that. Oh, great. Well, then I could afford that house and the payment would only be 1620 But you're betting on the come and sometimes it doesn't come as, yeah. we, as we all know. So what you're hoping is that the house will appreciate enough so you have enough equity you could refinance to a longer term, like a 30-year mortgage in that five-year window, um, or that rates go back down so you're not concerned about what it adjusts to at that time period. Mm-hmm. But there's also somebody betting against you in that situation, and that is um, and that is that those rates did not go down. They went <laughs> up even further, um, and maybe we don't get the appreciation rates that we thought we would. So just if somebody's looking at that situation, you really have to always go with kind of the worst case scenario in that instance. But you're going to start to see lenders be more aggressive. Why? Because there's half the amount of business out there that there was before. And so they're going to roll out programs. Now, some of them that they're going to roll out are aggressively awesome. They're where they're going to do a long-term lock. They're like, rates are 4.75. We'll risk. We'll take the risk. We'll lock you in now for the whole nine months of your build. You're, I promise you, we're pre-approving you. We're locking you now. Your rate will be 4.75 nine months from now, mm-hmm. which as we've just seen in the last three to four months, the rates could go up an entire point. You know, well, people, no one thought that was going to happen three months ago. And here we are talking about it today. So aggressive programs from lenders, you're going to start seeing that. You're going to see some flexibility there. You're going to see some more options from them um, to try to help with housing affordability. When we come back, I'll go over some numbers about that affordability index and where we actually are and talk a little bit more about why are there all of these negative headlines in the real estate world right now. Right here on News Talk 870. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today, we've kind of been breaking down a lot of headlines out there. A lot of talk in the real estate world um, on a lot of the investment shows nationwide, locally here. Um, the real talk is about the sharp, sharp increase in interest rates. We knew we knew this was coming, but a lot of people didn't expect it to happen so fast. So what what happens when it happens so quickly is it starts to create some metrics and some financial numbers that when interpreted a certain way, make for great clickbait out there that people can Yay. put in headlines. And it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. So we're going to break it down and talk a little bit about that and exactly what those numbers are. But before we do, we regardless of what we say or talk about on the show today, we're still in a low inventory environment. We still have multiple offers on many, many of the listings that are out there and people are competing. So we did have some great new inventory and I wanted to get this out there because some of it is in that range, which is very difficult to find. So pick number one, 5116 Westminster Lane in Pasco. This is just one of those three bedroom, two bath ramblers, West Pasco, easy access to all kinds of amenities. 1442 square feet, vaulted ceilings. 
um, corner gas fireplace, uh, ceramic wood tile in the main living area, split bedroom design, just an awesome, we call them three twos in the real estate world. And that's coming in at that price point that's hard to find of 360000 So that's one that wow. will not last very long. Pick number two, 1175 Adair in Richland. This is a four-bedroom, three-bath Hills West home that has some panoramic views. 3246 square feet, beautiful hardwood flooring throughout the main level. Vaulted ceilings here as well. Open kitchen with island, tons of counter space. Um, two generous-sized secondary bedrooms with full bath on the lower level. Um, just all the storage space you would possibly need. This house is just packed with storage space. And then, like I said, from the deck, you get some amazing views. That coming in today priced at $529,900. And then here's one under $300. You don't hear me talk about that price point very often. 109 South Olympia Street in Kennewick. This is a two-bedroom, one-bath, central Kennewick home on a spacious corner lot, um, just over 660 square feet, modern comforts, while it kind of has its historic charm with it. You'll love the living room, generous kitchen with tile flooring, vinyl windows, large corner lot, and a one-car detached garage. And that's all coming in at 2099. Yeah, the wow. 2099, that is not a price point that we find very often. So 109 South Olympia Street. Well, before the break, we were talking about lots of headlines out there about where rates are, home affordability. So one of the things that happens is we've had we have kind of two worlds colliding right now where we have lower inventory and higher prices. And now we have interest rates going up. So if you look at the real cost of a home purchase and you factor in rates to that purchase and where we're at, um, the real cost of purchasing last year rose 27%. Okay, so this was a study done by First American Financial Corp. A title insurance company went through and did this study. Um, so while that, while that is a lot in a year, we still have to look at what the affordability factor is. Say the last time things ran up like this was before the housing crisis in 2008. The difference that we're looking at is household incomes today are about 48% higher than they were in 2006. So yes, we have seen prices increase and we've seen rates increase, but we have also seen household in incomes go up as well. So the result that we're looking at there is that housing affordability is still at about two thirds of what it was before that run up in 2006, uh -huh. um, according to this study. So what they're quoting in some of these headlines and in some of that clickbait headline type stuff is the rate at which that now there's no denying the rate at which that has been happening because interest rates are going up so fast has been astronomical over the last two and a half months. That rate has just gone up very, very quick because nothing 
can really affect things that quickly as just rates going up. When rates go up that fast, it's not like we have supply chain issues or the builder's gonna be done with the house four months from now and then we're gonna see inflationary type pressures and the new price of the home being more. That takes time. When rates go up like this, it changes things immediately. Yes. Real payments change fast. Real cost of ownership changes very, very fast. And so we start to see that reflected almost almost instantaneously in the prices of those homes. So what's the solution, Lance? I mean, that's the question that we get <laughs> that we get all the time, you know? And in fact, I've even had my I've even had my own family members, you know, call me. I mean, I'm in real estate, right? I'm the I'm the guy in the family. I've even had, you know, my brother reach out and he's been in the Las Vegas market. Mm -hmm. And I've had other family members reach out and they're like, you know, should I be buying right now? You know, and they're like, these prices have never been higher. So I start to talk to him about some of that stuff that just says, historically, when we look at that affordability index, we're still okay. And people are going to start to get scared about it. Like I talked about in the first segment where they're like, man, I'm starting to hear now about adjustable rate mortgages and people starting to look at programs like that. Well, is and for those that lived through 08, 09, 010, they're uh -huh. immediately going to go through the default of this is, you know, the sky's falling. This is it. This is the start of the fall. Uh -huh. It's happening again. No, 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 no. Hold the phone. You know, let's just let's look at some of these longer term factors like the affordability index showing that we're still below those figures. Uh -huh. um, let's look at some options that you have out there and see if it still is the right time to buy. Another thing that we're seeing happen in the market right now is what I call, you know, flexibility in the type of housing that people are looking for. The things like townhouses. Yes. Things like condominiums, you know, things like smaller square footage. I'm not saying that like a tiny house, but like smaller square footage. Yeah. Reevaluating the types of homes that are out there and the amount of space that is available. Because I will tell you, with land being more, with development costs being more, um, some of the traditional amenities that you would have received you're not going to get. So you, people have to relook and evaluate, number one, why am I buying? Am I buying so that I don't have a landlord, so that I can have my pets when I want to have my pets, so that I can you know, paint the house when I want to paint it, um, so that I can feel like I have something that is my own, or am I buying only to make a profit? Yeah. You know, and so one of the things that you know we counsel people and look at is, a lot of people, I will say, I don't think this is going to come out the right way because I don't have notes on all of this. I, yeah, I, you know, we go here, but a lot of people accidentally made a lot of money. Uh -huh. And when they accidentally made a lot of money, they think that they should always accidentally make a lot of money, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But meaning, like, you sold one house and you made, you know, all of a sudden, when you went to buy your next house, you made $200,000 inequity because the prices went up so fast over the previous four years where had you done that exact same thing you were going to do mean have two kids run out of space need to move up and bought a new house in any other time period in history 
you would have only made $60,000, you know, normal appreciation rates yeah. and move to your next and move to your next house. Well, what happens is somebody does that once or twice and then they're like, oh, well, this is how it should always be. Well, these things are cyclical. <laughs> yeah, and so, And so we start to look at that and then even worse, maybe parents did that and now kids are buying at the same time. And so maybe that was the maybe that was the perspective the parents had last time. They're like, oh look, you shouldn't buy anything ever unless you're gonna make two hundred thousand dollars on it in the next four years. That's rather myopic view. Well, so the, you know, these are types of situations and things that are important for buyers to look at. Because for a lot of buyers, they will look at this and be like, Nope, doesn't work. I'd rather just rent. But then a lot of times when we go through that analysis, okay, let's break it down. You know, what are the five factors? And if financial, you know, if financial windfall is number one, then yeah, I mean, we're mm -hmm. not going to push anybody into a situation like then great. It, you're right. It might not be the perfect time. Exactly. But if that's number four and we have these other factors to talk about, then let's look at that and see what we can find. So we're having a lot of those consultations with people right now. We're really working with the lenders. You know, I kind of was joking around about the lenders in the uh -huh. first segment. But what we're really doing, the cool part about it is now we're really involved with the lenders right now um, because, you know, they're like, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's the new packages. Here's how long we can lock rates in new construction. So one of the things we're doing, we're taking a lot of meetings with those lenders. We want people to have options like, hey, here's six different programs that you can go after. Mm -hmm. Go talk to ABC. Go talk to XYZ, yeah. you know, and let's figure out what those programs are. So we're having a ton of communication with lenders in those situations right now, making sure our clients know what those options look like. We're also talking about some alternative housing categories like condominiums, like townhouses, that people haven't seen before to give them more options of saying like, okay, you might be able to get four out of your five benefits and, but you might not get a yard cause you're not going to get a big yard with the condominium or townhouse, but can we find you a condo or a townhouse that is close to a park and then talk about what that looks like? Yeah. So, so there's some creative options out there that allow the door for home ownership to still be open to buyers, even with what we're dealing with in that situation. Um, and there's still these lock programs. If we get people with the right person, there are some options still in new construction that are very, very, very attractive. So we're working with buyers on that a lot. So pay attention to some of the headlines out there. They're not all as terrible as they're made out to be exactly. on the big national magazines and news stories. Um, if you have questions about exactly what that looks like for your situation, go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We'll set up one of those consultations. You know we'll be out there in the market still selling, showing, yep. helping buyers get into homes and sellers maximize their return. Once again, KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We can't wait to go to work for you, and we will be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.